Hello, and welcome back to Caffeine and Covers. This is your host, Jake Albright. I'm back with you for week two. This is episode three. Uh, we are going to be coming to you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. Uh, and then we'll be coming to you with an episode of the Uptake Podcast on Sunday and an episode of the Poplars Club on Thursday night. So make sure to follow the Uptake Media Company and get ready for all the content coming out this week. But specifically for this podcast, this is Caffeine and Covers. This is your early morning sports talk. Uh, we're going to break down a couple games today. I'm going to let you know what I saw this weekend in the NBA. Uh, there's There was some great college basketball as well. There's some great college basketball on this week. Uh, we'll preview those over the next coming days. Uh, but for tonight, I want to just start and we're going to talk about the NBA. It has been quite the season so far in the NBA, the association. Uh, we've seen all-time level high uh, three-point shooting. We've seen teams making three-point shots at an all-time level high, whether that be lack of fans, just players getting better overall. Uh, who knows? But it's been a crazy year. We've seen some anomalies. We've seen some surprises, some disappointments. Uh, but today I want to specifically start the show off with a little shout-out to the New York Knickerbockers. If you follow me on Instagram at The Uptake or at Caffeine and Covers, you've seen my lock of the day, which we will get to later in the podcast. But I'm picking the Knicks. I'm picking the Knicks. I pick them almost every other day. Them and the Bulls have been my favorite picks this year. And they've been coming through for me, man. I mean, the Knicks are just a solid, solid basketball team. Surprisingly to most, they are number two in defensive rating in the NBA, they're right behind. Well, they're not right behind. The Los Angeles Lakers actually have a three-point lead in defensive rating, which is mind-boggling to think about when they've been without Anthony Davis for most of the year. But the Knicks, number two defensive rated team in the NBA. They've got the fifth best record against the spread. Chicago, my favorite team has got the third best record. But the Knicks are 20-15, and 15, good for 57.1%. So you're breaking even on minus 110 odds if you take the Knicks every game this year. And, man, if you just look at if you break it down roster-wise, statistics-wise, everything for the first time in, in a long time for, for this organization is looking up, looking peachy clean, baby. You got Emmanuel Quickly. You got D. Rose, veteran point guard. Tom Thibodeau is just working the shit out of these boys. I don't think he's their coach long-term specifically, but for right now, he's exactly what they need. He's giving them a boost. He's giving them a shot in the ass. You know, he's just making them play defense. There's a reason why they're the number two defensive team in the league. I mean, Tibbs, wherever he goes, they're going to play defense, or he's just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his secret is. I'd love to learn, um, but... He's got to be one of the best defensive coaches uh, we've seen in the, in the past couple, you know, decades in the NBA. So the Knicks, you know, like I said, their roster construction is very interesting. They've got a mix of rookies and, and young players with Quickly and Barrett and Robinson and Tobin. But then they've also got a mix of, you know, veterans on there with Gibson and Derrick Rose and Alfred, Alfred Payton. Uh, so it's it's kind of a weird mix, and we're seeing you know it get a little bit fuzzy there with with playing time. Uh, you know we're we're seeing definitely more people calling for quickly to start playing. Um, I think with Alfred Payton being hurt over the last 
you know, a couple games, that has really allowed quickly to get more of a role, which is, you know, what happens when you're a rookie and, and you've got to beat out veterans in the league is you've got to, you know, play your role, wait for your turn, and once somebody gets hurt or once someone starts playing bad, you'll be right there to pick up the slack. Um, and that's what Quickly's been doing, man. He's been balling out. He gets buckets in a hurry. I'm not going to make the easy pun there, say he gets buckets quickly. But that's what he does, man. Um, he's really just one of the most fun rookies to watch. He was taken late first round. And, you know, he's just floater game. That's his, that's his go-to. But he's got a really strong jumper. He makes all of his free throws um, super quick off the bounce. I just really love his game. And then you look at everyone else. I mean, I haven't even mentioned their best player, Julius Randle, who <laughs> NBA Twitter has gotten a little out of hand with lately. But he has been having a really, really solid year. He deservedly got an all-star nod. And they're just, man, they're fun. They're fun. I love seeing uh, the Knicks fans happy. You know, they're only two games above 500, but they're the fourth seed right now. Fourth seed, that's, <laughs> you're in, man. You're in. You got a home game. You got home court advantage in that first round at Madison Square Garden. I mean, that's not going to happen, but sheesh, enjoy while you can, Knicks fans. And that's exactly the the whole thing I'm trying to say here is enjoy this, man. I don't want to I don't want to gatekeep, you know, fandom or whatever it is, but just I like seeing these Knicks fans. I like seeing them dancing in the street. I like seeing them happy. I like seeing them, you know, making these crazy comparisons, saying that Julius Randle's better than Pete Chris Bosh. Like it's fun, man. That's what the NBA is about. We always, you know, we make fun of these these Knicks fans for a long time. You know, make fun of how bad they are, give them shit, and you know, let's let them have a little cake. Let's let them have a little fun. So. That's my opening rant, I guess. It's it's about the Knicks. I love what they're doing. I love that they're having a year. And if you've been following the Instagram, you've been seeing that we've been making some money off of them as well, which has been very nice. Um, so that will lead into our picks for today. Uh, instead of, I know last week, this whole show format is going to be, you know, it's going to be ever-evolving and changing. Um, but... We're going to switch it up this week. We're not going to review all the games from, you know, each night. We're just going to pick a couple that I think are, you know, exciting and fun, and we'll talk about them and give you guys a pick. So my first game tonight that I really am excited for is Chicago, my team, and Denver. So Chicago is at home. Chicago is a four-and-a-half-point home dog. Like I said earlier, they have the third best against the spread record this year at 19 and 13. And I have been on the right side of a lot of those, thankfully, thankfully, knock on wood. But tonight, I am once again leaning Chicago. We're going to go keep going to the well until it's dry. They're playing Denver. Denver's banged up. They got a couple injuries to some role players. Jokic and Murray will be playing, but... I'm just believing in Levine, man. I think he's one of the best scorers on planet Earth right now. He's improving his playmaking every game. Like I talked about last week, he's just he's just getting better every single game, every single year. And, I mean, finally I learned, and it seems like everyone else is starting to gain this respect like I have for him. Because, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't the biggest Levine fan Uh his first couple years in the league, and, and now this year I just, I've fallen in love with this game. I think he still has some things he needs to improve. He still takes some questionable shots at times, but overall, 
I think he's very underrated as a defender. His playmaking has improved, and his scoring is just when he's got it going, he's unstoppable, man. And uh, and then you just you have his athletic abilities as well, which are probably you know top. 10. I mean, his jumping ability is top ten in NBA history. So you put all that together, you have a really fun player, Colby White. Uh, you know, Billy D's got that team running, baby. So I like them. Chicago, four and a half point dog. We're gonna. Take it. I don't care that it opened at five and a half. I don't care that I'm losing this line. We're going to take them against Denver at home. Give me the Miracle Bulls. Let's go. Not the lock of the day, though. Not the lock of the day. Second game tonight I want to highlight is Portland and Charlotte. We've got a couple other good games. New Orleans, Utah, Orlando, Dallas, Houston, Cleveland. But I really want to talk about this Portland-Charlotte game because I want to talk about this Point God matchup between Damian Lillard and LaMelo Ball. Now, if you guys have not watched LaMelo Ball this year, please, please, please get over the Ball family, LaVar Ball, get over all that bullshit and just tune in to one of the next superstars in the NBA. That is what LaMelo is. He is electric. He's dynamic. He can shoot he can pass he can dribble everything he does has flair to it he's got a little ah, little, little, i don't even know what you want to call it but he's got that it man he's got whatever it is everything he does it looks cool it looks swaggy it looks good while he's playing and lamello is just man he's really i mean he's opening eyes he i mean he's locked up rookie of the year the hornets are one of the funniest funnest teams in the league if you have not watched a charlotte hornets game this year please please do this one might be one of the most surprising stats in the league for you guys the charlotte hornets lead the league in assist percentage yeah that's right that's right not the golden state warriors you know not all these other teams with point guards chris paul no you know who leads the league it's the charlotte hornets and you know why that is? Because they are an unselfish group that loves to play with each other. They're all fitting together. And it's fun to watch, man. I can't tell you guys this enough. It is just a fun, fun group to watch. They got Rogier. Hayward is playing well. He's playing, you know, he's back to his old self. I mean, looking almost like Jazz Hayward days at times. Definitely better than he was looking at a lot in... Um, Utah, or sorry, not Utah, Boston, a little mind blank there, but this roster, I know their record isn't great, but they are in the, they are in the playoff hunt, they got LaMelo, they got Miles Bridges, they got those two combining for one of my favorite nicknames in the league, Airbnb, Ball and Bridges, Airbnb, because it's fucking airtime when Bridges gets in the air. And then we got Rozier, we got Hayward, P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham, who's one of my favorite young players in the league also. Malik Monk has been balling out this year. Cody Zeller. Like, they got people, man. They got good guys. Nick Richards is a, is a young guy who's, you know, got some potential as a, as a shot blocker, an athletic big. And they've also got, you know, a couple other guys in Cody and Caleb Martin. <laughs> I didn't even realize both of them were on the team. That's pretty cool. I mean, they just have a fun cool team man and and when you watch them play they they get along 
They're uh, you know they're diming each other. They're they're playing well off of each other, and phew, there's not much else to say, man. Looking at this matchup tonight with the Portland Trailblazers, we've got Dame. You know he's playing at an all-star level. It's in Portland. Charlotte's coming off of a back-to-back. They just stunned the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride very small. I'm gonna ride with the Charlotte Hornets. Maybe a half unit if we're talking unit size here. A little sharp gambling term there. Um, I'm gonna go half unit. Charlotte Hornets plus six on the road. Give me LaMelo. Give me the squad. I'm riding. I don't really care, uh, you know, too much. This could be this could be a bad pick, in all honesty. But, you know, we'll see how Dame does. But I feel like Portland, they play a lot of close games. Dame's always in clutch time. And Charlotte, there's something about him this year, man. I want to watch him. I want to ride with them. And that might be a little square pick for you guys, but that's why I'm going to do half unit. That's why we do unit size here over at the uptake. If you want to be a sharp gambler, please, please, please do unit size. Look at your bankroll. Figure out what's one to two percent of my bankroll. That's one unit. So let's say you have a this little side side rant here from Jake. Little side gambling rant here. This is if you want to become a better gambler. If you want to make money gambling. If you're tired of losing money, please listen here. Unit size, bankroll. Most important thing about gambling. Okay, so you have your bankroll. So let's say you have $1,000 to your name in your account. You want to take, let's say, 500 of that. Put that in a separate account. Call that your gambling bankroll. Okay? Then you take 1% to 5%. You can, you can choose if you want to get a little, you know, but no more than 5%. Okay, people, no more than 5%. So that'd be about $25 a bet there. I know that's not much. That's not much. But when you think about it, if you can consistently bet every single time one unit, 5% of your bankroll, and you can win at an above break-even rate of 53% or higher, you will start adding to your bankroll. You will start building a bankroll. And through that, over time, you will not be losing money. You will instead just be adding money. And this through unit size, so if you are confident about a bet, you put a full unit, so the full $25. If you are not confident about a bet, maybe put half a unit. You know, parlays, you put a quarter of a unit, you know. And so then you can map out and you have a plan and a real financial goal for your gambling. The problem with most gamblers is they view it as a vice and it's just something fun. So, you know, let's place $50 on this game if I got a little money in my account. Oh, no, I, you know, I got a lot of money in my account right now. Let's place $100 on this game. Oh, I'm up $200 this week on my book. Ah, let's place $200 on this game. And if you've gambled before, I know you're going to be shaking your head here because it's happened to you. You've put your entire bankroll on a game at the end of the week after you've worked your ass off for seven days to make all that money. And then you lose it all on the last game of the on the last game of the week, and there it is, gone. And so that's why you need to be disciplined. You need to be consistent. You need to have a unit size. Stick with that unit size. Bet that one unit every game. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And man, that's the key. That's the key because you might not win crazy amounts, but that's 
the secret to gambling. You don't get that. The secret to gambling to get the juice out of the squeeze is to slowly build, slowly, 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 55% win rate, 56% win rate. You're getting 3% profit there on the break-even of 52.7%. So, like I'm saying, and this is a little long rant, we'll move on. Please, please, please be smart with how you gamble. Use bankroll. Use unit size. And if you don't feel confident in a bet, don't be afraid like I am tonight with the Charlotte Hornets plus six against the Portland Trailblazers to go half a unit instead of the full. Now, moving on, we are going to give you the lock of the day. This is the uptake lock of the day. I'm a little scared I'm not picking my team Chicago tonight, but I think I found someone better that's America's favorite team to bet on right now. That makes me a little nervous, but they're getting Kyrie Irving back. They're on the road against a piss-poor San Antonio team, and I'm getting the Brooklyn Nets minus five. Give me them. Let me ride with Harden and Irving versus Aldridge and DeRozan. I will take that matchup every single day. My number has this at around five, but with Irving back, I think the Nets have a great game. Irving will be a little rested. He'll be ready to go. He's been playing out of his boom hole this year. Nets minus five. Nothing more to say. Give me the unit. Recap on the NBA card tonight. I'm taking Nets minus five on the road in San Antonio. I know San Antonio has been really good this year against the spread. I know Brooklyn is around 500, but I'm riding with the Nets. They lose. If they don't cover minus five against San Antonio, that's fine. I'm a, I'm a ride with Harden and Kyrie. Um, this isn't too hard for me. The numbers agree with me here. And we will be releasing the final pick on the Instagram today. Hopefully, the line will move in our favor a little bit. I'm not going to put it in quite yet. But hopefully, you know, we'll see if we can get a little line movement. That's another big thing. We'll get into that later. Maybe on another episode, I'll give you some hints on how to beat the closing line because that's another sharp gambling term. That will help you win money. So moving on, that's NBA. We'll give you a real recap, little recap on uh, what I'm taking. Uh, the Charlotte, Brooklyn, Chicago, easy money. Give me them. Three for three. Winners on the pod. Let's move on. College basketball. We've got Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Part two, rematch. This feels like Rumble in the Jungle. This feels like Mayweather, Pacquiao, round two. This feels like a heavyweight fight tonight between two big 12 powerhouses. Oklahoma State with the best player, best prospect in the country. I'm sorry, Dickie V. It's not Luca Garza. It's Cade Cunningham. If you didn't watch his game this weekend against Oklahoma, he absolutely gave it to them. He gave it to Oklahoma. He showed Oklahoma, you know, what, what it's like. What it's like. He gave Davian Harmon, Austin Reeves a little bit of the business. And thankfully, we get to see him play again two days later. Two days later, we get the rematch. 
You know Oklahoma is going to be coming at Cade. We'll see maybe a little boxing one. We'll see what Ron, Lon, the GOAT, Kruger has up his sleeve tonight because Oklahoma needs this one, man. They're sliding a little bit. They're still number seven in the country. That's probably going to change, especially if they lose twice to Oklahoma State this week. Um, But we'll see, man. This year in college basketball, it has also been a weird year. Obviously not really saying anything new there, but... Oklahoma, man, very, very surprising team that's got a lot of good pieces. I know a lot of people haven't really heard of Oklahoma basketball since Buddy Heald took him to the Final Four, but they've got one guy left from that team, Brady Manick. He looks like Larry Bird. He doesn't play like Larry Bird, okay? He's not Chris Boucher. He's not the second coming of Larry Bird like Chris Boucher. But Brady Manick, man, you give me more of a farm boy Looking like he's from Oklahoma than Brady Manick. I'd love to find it. He's going to give you some three-pointers in your face. He's going to box the shit out of you. And he's going to play some tough D. And uh, so is Austin Reeves, Davian Harmon. Oklahoma's got a really solid team that, you know, not many household names, not many NBA prospects, but just a really, really good college basketball team. And Oklahoma is kind of the opposite, which is very interesting because Oklahoma is also very good. Obviously, they beat Oklahoma, or sorry, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is kind of the opposite. They're obviously very good. Their tournament eligibility is up in the air, a little questionable, but hopefully they can get in because they've got one of the best players in the country, Cade Cunningham. He's averaging 20 six and three and a half this year if you haven't watched him he's got it all he can score from all three levels he's a playmaker he can score off the bounce he's got a little back to the basket game he's so smooth the pace he plays with um it's special it's special i mean he's a six seven point guard he's gonna be you know in that luka Doncic, james harden just six seven playmaker bringing the ball of the court like you don't want the ball in anyone else's hands man Cade will make the right play every single time and that's what we saw on Saturday against Oklahoma he had his best game of the year he had 40 and 13 rebounds just tore Oklahoma up uh we saw from all over he was hitting step back threes he was hitting turnaround middies he was just giving them the business and Oklahoma State actually pulled that game out in overtime huge upset there and like I said we are very very blessed and lucky to see Round two tonight, it's going to be at, let's see what time it is. Sorry, I don't have that prepared for you guys. It's going to be on ESPN, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. It's at Oklahoma State. Man, oh, man. I'm, you know, that's not that's not much compared to what we're getting tomorrow night um, with college basketball. But it definitely is a lovely, lovely little little appetizer for us. So, love that. We are going to talk about tomorrow's amazing slate of college basketball on tomorrow's Caffeine and Coverage podcast. Um, But for now, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. I gave you some thoughts on the NBA college basketball. That's what this is going to be a lot of until we get football back um unless you guys really want me to get into some fcs division two uh well division one d2 or whatever you call it football but 
I think for now we'll stick to hoops. We'll stick to what I love. Every day this podcast is going to get better. It's going to be adding more stuff. We're going to get guests on here. So thank you guys so much. I am so excited for this. This is just the start. Caffeine and Covers, Episode 3. Adios.